Blog Talk Radio. BBPAI Radio, linking business education and technology. The BBPAI Radio Show creates a vibrant communications platform that speaks to all BBPA stakeholders. Hosted by Fran McNeil. CETF Executive Director is Wayne Hicks. Produced by Michelle F. Ortman. Online chat coordinated by Everaldo Gallimore. Technical advice by John Melanson. Sponsored by the BBPA Education and Technology Foundation. BBPA iRadio, linking business education and technology. Join us on www.blogtalkradio.com slash BBPA. Well, welcome to BDPA iRadio. I'm Fran McNeil, your host, and tonight is February 26, 2013. We have two very dynamic guests. We were just engaging in a little chat before the show. Our first guest is Preston James II, and he is the Global Director for Dell. And our second guest is Irene Gadsden, and she is Chapter President of BDPA Philadelphia. We're going to have an exciting show as usual. The purpose of iRadio is to allow you, the listener, to get the inside story from people that are shaping VDPA, professionals, technologists, leaders, students, members, all sharing their story for you. So let's take a quick break to hear from our sponsor, And when we come back, we'll start with our first interview. Get on the fast track to a successful career in the IT field. Attend the 2013-35th Annual National BDPA Technology Conference and Career Fair. Join us on August 14th through the 17th at the Washington Hilton Hotel in Washington, D.C. Both professionals and students will have the opportunity to meet with many attending Fortune 500 companies. Find out about immediate openings in exciting technology, information fields, and computer science fields. Attend technology workshops and seminars, youth technology camps, plus network with IT managers and senior-level executives. To assist you in advancing your technology career, participate in the BDPA IT Golf Classic. Attend many other professional events and activities as well. For more information, visit bdpa.org today. And now, back to Fran. Thank you, Everaldo. You know, it really is exciting that we're really only months away from the National Conference. So before we get to a little more information about the conference, I'd like to introduce our first guest. Our first guest, Preston James II, is the Director of Enterprise Technologists. He's a proven evangelist in favor of small business owners, and his wealth of knowledge is such that IT professionals and business owners in BDPA will really benefit. So let's just dive right in. Preston, how did you find out about BDPA? I know currently you're located in Austin, Texas. 
Um, but what was your first experience with BDPA? Okay, I'll repeat the question one more time. Welcome, Preston, to the BDPAI radio show. How are you tonight? Hello? Yes, hi, there you are. Okay. Okay, Uh, we weren't connecting, I'm sorry. (laughs) Okay, no problem. Well, you know what that does, and and that's uh, really one of the technology um, opportunities, is when when there's silence, people actually listen a little bit harder. So you now have our attention. How are you, Preston? I am fantastic. How about yourself? Just fine, thanks. Just fine, thanks. And thank you so much for taking time out of your evening to be on our show. So, you know, our listeners are always very interested in the story of the BDPA connection. And I was hoping that you'd share with us how did you first find out about BDPA and what encouraged you to kind of take that next step? Uh, it, great story there for me. Uh, I feel like I'm actually reconnecting uh, to BDPA. Uh, I was actually, my first interaction was in the mid-90s, uh, 1996, 97, when I was living in Atlanta, Georgia, and actually met a brother who's actually the regional director. Uh, my girlfriend, now my wife at the time, um, uh, my girlfriend at the time, who's now my wife, was actually working with him, and we got introduced, and I actually inquired about BDPA and was, was pretty intrigued at that time, and I believe I you know, attended a few meetings, uh, despite the fact that I did travel quite a bit. Um, after I left Atlanta, uh, came to Austin, um, there, there was not a whole lot of professional um, organizations here, uh, but recently got reconnected with BDPA through some uh, some initiatives that were going on at Dell. And uh, so uh, a good friend of mine and also a colleague um, actually basically reconnected me back to BDPA. So it's sort of going back to, to the roots, if you will, and I'm really glad to be uh, uh, just really uh, involved once again. So I really appreciate this opportunity this evening for this homecoming, if you will. Oh, that's terrific. That's terrific. So welcome back. <laughs> um, <laughs> Thank you. What, you. You intrigued me with your, your uh, sharing that there are some initiatives at Dell that involves uh, BDPA. What what are those? What are some of the ones that you can share with us, and and how do they have an impact on you and your role? Sure, uh, there are actually two primary initiatives that are actually taking place, and in, in, in one uh, more focused um, you know, towards uh, BDPA, if you will. So the first one is what we call our Center for Entrepreneurs. Um, initiative. So what this is is a business initiative to essentially um, have Dell become the number one technology provider for small business owners, entrepreneurs, and startups. And um, as a result of that initiative, uh, we're actually 
focused on trying to help small business owners, uh, entrepreneurs, startups to best leverage technology and access resources that they need at various stages to be actually to uh, accelerate the growth and the success of their business. So that's the overarching um, initiative. And then sort of as a subset to that, uh, there's an initiative for what we call WAVE, uh, W-H-A-A-V, which is a women, Hispanic, African-American, Asian, and veteran. Um, and that is also a business initiative uh, along the lines of the small business entrepreneurs and startups. And our initiative there is, again, same thing, but targeting uh, those specific uh, diversity groups with particular programs to help them enable to, to leverage technology to help them um, succeed with their with their businesses and grow their businesses over time. And so I actually reconnected with the leader of the WAVE initiative as uh, through my participation with the Center of Entrepreneur Initiative. So the two go very much hand in hand and um, and I am, you know, essentially doing what I love to do, which is uh, help solve business problems, uh, leveraging technology, and to really enable entrepreneurs and startups to recognize the reality of their dreams by having successful uh, businesses of their own. So very, very excited wow. about being able to work in that, those, those two initiatives. Wow, that that is very exciting. How, um, based on that, how can BDPA members and, for example, our second guest tonight is a BDPA chapter president, how can the leadership on the regional level, um, you know, sort of chapter level, and even members uh, support you in your initiatives? Well, I think that there's two quick things that I, I would really say. Um, and number one is to, to reach out to me directly um, at uh, Preston underscore James II at Dell.com. Um, you know, tell me, you know, that you're interested. You heard me this evening on the radio, and you would like to learn more about um, our initiatives for entrepreneurs and, and, and the startup organizations. Uh, and secondly, um, if you forget my email, you can always go to uh, www.dell.com and then type in entrepreneurs, and that should take you to our Center for Entrepreneurs website that will connect you to a whole community um, and also provide you visibility to the initiatives that we're driving for uh, this, this, this segment of the market. So those two things will be fantastic in, in allowing me to uh, open up Dell's doors uh, to, to you know, leverage the resources and the knowledge and expertise that we have to help small business owners or just to really to help them get connected to a, a broader network out there uh, that they potentially could do business with themselves or just really learn from. So, uh, so it's definitely a partnership between you know, Dell and the entrepreneurial community, and I am just, you know, uh, trying to uh, provide my leadership to make that happen as much as I can, especially as it pertains to diversity organizations. 
Oh, okay. Now that that is very exciting. You know, I'm going to sort of break with tradition for a moment, and Eileen, I'm going to do a quick introduction um, of you, and then I'd love to get your thoughts based on um, what Preston just said. Eileen is in the middle of her two-year term, 2002, I'm sorry, 2012, 2013, as president of BDPA Philadelphia Chapter. And as such, she oversees the overall operations and financial viability of the Philadelphia Chapter. Um, she is uh, actually Philadelphia is one of the largest in the nation with a very active schedule of professional development programs and a very powerful youth education program. So, Eileen, welcome to the show. I know that we're going to talk later in your interview, your one-on-one interview, about your plans for growing the BDPA brand in Philadelphia over the coming year. And again, I'd like to welcome you to the show, and I'd love to get um, some of your initial thoughts as a chapter president uh, to what Preston just shared. Sure. Uh, thanks, Fran. Thanks, James. You know, in Philadelphia, we are always encouraged about, you know, entrepreneurism. We have a very strong entrepreneurial uh, position in Philadelphia. Philadelphia as a city is making itself the IT entrepreneurial hub for the East Coast. And Dell is a very strong strategic partner with Dell. So, I mean, with the city of Philadelphia. So I'm hopeful that members of Philadelphia, members of BDPA will take up Mr. Preston's invitation to work with um, Dell. And again, uh, one of the pillars of BDPA is entrepreneurism. So it's a very, very exciting uh, opportunity for us all. Oh, thank you. I, I totally agree. So let's, um, Preston, let's, you know, Take a step back. You talked about uh, this is kind of a homecoming in terms of getting back and getting reconnected to BDPA, and then you gave the metaphor that you're going to help open up Dell's doors. I'm I'm wondering if you could share some of the highlights of your career that led you to your current role as global director of Dell, because it's always interesting to hear um, the steps that people take. Um, and the forms of support that they have as they progress through their career. Sure, sure. I'd love to do that. Um, <clears throat> so I'll try to go through it uh, very quickly. Um, so just to start off with, um, I'm actually a graduate um, of Howard University uh, School of Engineering. I got my bachelor's in mechanical engineering. So uh, there are probably some people on the phone and said, all right, all right, all right. And, just, just, you know, and, and it was great. And I will tell you that um, I knew probably by my third year, um, unfortunately too late but to change, you know, majors, but I knew by my third year that I did not want to be a traditional engineer um, who's doing design of bridges or mechanical design and stuff like that. Um, and I was blessed with the opportunity to have – you know, getting summer internship. So if there are students out there in the audience, uh, those summer internships are awfully critical, um, and I would strongly recommend that you participate in internships pro- programs um, of your interest as much as possible. But that internship for me actually opened up my eyes to uh, possibilities uh, at that point in time in my life 
to something I really wanted to do. And what was really eye-opening for me was that it was a role that was um, allowed me to see how you can engage with people, um, leverage your technical knowledge to actually solve business problems. And, you know, the gratification of combining all three of those was, to me at that time, was extremely exciting and really set the course for me in terms of what I wanted to do when I graduated. Um, And so when I left college, uh, the most challenging thing was, even though I had a mechanical engineering degree, I didn't have the proper background, per se, to just jump right into this, this world of, um, sales engineering and, and technology sales engineering because I didn't have the experience. So I had to sort of step back in time and take on some uh, roles that were not paying as well as some of my college uh, uh, graduate peers. And uh, so I was sort of way under the uh, payroll uh, uh, route for, for quite some time but made my way back through because this was something I was extremely passionate about. Um, I ended up uh, with you know a few different companies, very small companies, gained a lot of experience. So if you take anything away from that is that at small companies you have the opportunity to really gain uh, an immense amount of experience in a very short period of time. And that helps you hone your skills and gives you a breadth of knowledge that you normally wouldn't get at a very large organization. Um, and then I ended up joining Dell in 1993 as the first uh, black field systems consultant um, at that time. And, uh, and I felt like, yes, I'm, I'm sort of paving the way for this whole field, uh, the new field sales roles that, were, um, that Dell was starting to invest in. And then through that, I actually became a subject matter expert um, in you know in in product technology specifically around the high end products of, of of servers if you will and then at that point was selected to be one of the four people uh consultants if you will to help Dell uh start its its uh, venture into the server market in 1996 and so we started off with around 2% you know 1 or 2% market share if you will and we grew to about 28% uh, in, in, two, in roughly 2,000. So roughly in four, four years, we, we, we actually became the number one uh, server market leader, uh, eventually growing to about 32 to 35% um, in market share uh, over HP, IBM, and so forth. Um, and if you remember at that time, you know, Dell was a startup, and um, – you know, joined the company when it was about 3,000 employees, and now it's 100,000 employees. Uh, so that that was not my intention at all, because I am a small uh, a small company startup type of uh, guy. Um, and then, you know, just to really skip along, I, I took a variety of different roles, roughly every two and a half, three years, because if it was a young, growing company, many, many opportunities to do different things. And so I've done things from the technical marketing, uh, from the Microsoft Global Alliance perspective, so a lot around partnerships, technology, um, and and, and also, um, you know, really crafting solutions that work for customers. And then from there, um, I actually 
recognized a problem that was happening in with one of the business units, wrote a job description, and submitted it, and then the, the, the vice president of that division actually said, go hire Preston because that's exactly what we need. And so I, I, I did that uh, for a couple years with a great deal of success growing our uh, server business very significantly for this particular market, and uh, then later moved into a uh, sales management role where I was managing technical sales people. Um, I did that both for uh, the federal civilian business and also the federal uh, defense business. And in both of those instances, uh, what was really intriguing was that in both cases, I had to rebuild um, a team and actually grow the business in a relatively short period of time. Um, I was able to do that very successfully uh, for a very large business. Both of them were uh, north of $250 million each. And, um, uh, you know, so quite a bit of success in in really turning around uh, a couple of teams very successfully, which led to the next opportunity, which was uh, essentially um, building a global enterprise technologist um, organization uh, which had not ever been done for the small and medium business market. And that was uh, something I really set my heart out to do, was to really get some global experience. Um, as I did have a taste when I first moved to Austin, I got a, 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 a taste to work, work with global customers and also took a few global trips. And, uh, you know, so I really insisted on really uh, getting global experience uh, across, you know, Europe, um, Asia, uh, North America, as well as Latin America, and uh, had a tremendous amount of success there, um, helping to grow incremental business over um, $100 million for, for Dell in that particular market, and that team continues today um, as, as we move forward. So that, that's sort of the, the real broad scope of, of the opportunities in, in my background um, you know, pretty exciting, you know, considering the opportunities that I've had every two and a half, three years to ch- try something different and continue to grow as a person as well as a, uh, uh, an, an employee professionally. Wow. That, and, I, you know, I really loved how you, in a very concise and compelling way, shared um, the variety of experiences. And I, I pulled out some things as you were um, talking, I, I really see that you are, you have those entrepreneurial skills in and act as an entrepreneur, you know, within the organization. And um, I loved how you indicated you rebuilt the team and you're you're growing the business. So, given your background, what are three key pieces of advice that you would share with? IT professionals and or business owners who are within BDPA. I mean, you have, you've had the opportunity based on performance. I noticed that as you were describing what you were doing, you included metrics, you know, so very performance-based, measurable um, outcomes. So what are, what are three pieces of advice, given your background? Yeah, so um, one of the things that I would really – um, advise people, and, and, and I do this at, at work as, as well, is always um, have a focus, a streamlined focus 
on what you want to accomplish within your role. Um, there's a tendency for uh, people, and it's very easy to get, you know, to try to take on too much. And um, as, as, as we do that, uh, we don't allow ourselves, we don't give ourselves an opportunity to really be successful in focusing on delivering uh, the, the value that, that we know that we can or we should. Uh, which leads me to my second uh, point is around delivering value. And it's, that's critically important is to be able to deliver value in any role that you're in, and that has to be very, very specific, measurable, tangible value that you, you're bringing to the business. And it has to be aligned to the business initiatives. Um, I've seen, you know, um, in, in, over my career, um, a, a lot of folks get derailed, if you will, because they, they, they are not aligned or they think that something is of value, but, they, they, again, they're, they're just not tied into to what the overall goals are. So always have the focus and always be delivering uh, a value. And then the, the other piece um, that I always recommend is it's got to be uh, very aligned and very engaged with the business. And, and what I mean by that is, you know, understanding the strategic goals, the strategic direction of not just your team, but your organization and also the company. And, and being, always being able to tie those together because uh, whether you're a, you know, an intern or whether you're a new employee or whether you're a leader, within the organization, you have to be able to be aligned to where the company is going so that you can determine how to deliver value, um, so you can stay focused in terms of how to solve, you know, business problems or initiatives or develop initiatives that are going to help the business achieve its particular goals. And, um, and, and, and I will just add one little piece in there is that in order to be able to do all of these things, it's always critical to stay connected within your business network. So develop a business network, nurture that business network, and stay connected with that business network so you can always get a broad view of, you know, whether you are truly aligned, truly engaged, and you're delivering value uh, with the right level of focus. So that's those wow. Are that that is wonderful, Preston. Um, thank you for kind of again bundling that for us, and it's it's a lovely segue, I am sure, into what Eileen will emphasize as a chapter president as she showcases um, what is going on in Philadelphia. Preston, I would love to have you come back on the show at another time, and earlier. Um, before you, uh, we started the interview, Everaldo was talking a little bit about the national conference that's coming up August 14th through the 17th in Washington, D.C. And, of course, at that conference, um, there is an opportunity for professionals and students to meet with many Fortune 500 companies and find out about what's happening. Um, from your perspective, in your role, um, do you know at this point uh, how Dell will be involved and or you will be involved 
and are there ways for people to connect with you at the conference? Um, I don't know yet. Um, we haven't finalized any of the um, calendar of events that, that far out just yet. Um, I suspect that we will have some presence there, but I can revisit that and see. I would love the opportunity to to in, engage um, and be present and really interact with the BDPA at that conference. Um, and uh, Washington, D.C., as you know, is my stomping grounds from, from Howard University days, so I would love to, to uh, get back and, and visit there as well. So um, I will have to get back to you on that, friend, and, and let you know specifically. Okay, okay, good. Well, again, as we close, would you share your contact information? I know you uh, sort of presented an invitation to people to learn more about uh, what you're doing as it relates to small businesses, and I was I was hoping that you could just share that again um, before we close out your interview. Sure, sure. Uh, so uh, uh, my email address, please feel free to, to reach out to me, is Preston, P-R-E-S-T-O-N, underscore James, J-A-M-E-S, I-I, at Dell.com. And then, well, thank uh, you. Yep. Go ahead. And I was going to say, if, if you need to go to the Dell.com site, um, it's www.dell.com uh, back, backslash forward slash whatever that is, um, entrepreneur. Okay. Great. Terrific. Well, thank you again so much. And I, uh, you are uh, wanted to welcome you and encourage you to stay on the line. We'll spend a little bit of time with Eileen. And if there's time uh, before the show closes out, um, we may have a chance to sort of all three of us interact as a group. So um, thank you again, Preston, and have a terrific evening. And uh, between now and the beginning of August, I'd, I'd love to have you on the show again. Absolutely. So have a great thank evening. Thank you so much, friend. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Sure. Thank you. Eileen, welcome back again. Um, of course, uh, we are both in the Philadelphia area, so I am going to ask you the same thing. Um, the kind of opening up, we're we're still in the month of February. Had this been around February 14th, um, this next question may have been totally appropriate, um, and I'm going to go for it anyway. And that is, what is your BDPA love story? Um, how did you get attracted to BDPA? Why did you join? And what keeps you actively involved? So I know I'm kind of combining three questions into one. But, you know, we always, I always hear people say, give the, you know, let's share that BDPA hug, let's share that BDPA love. So what's the love story um, from your perspective? Sure, absolutely. Um, I was asked to join BDPA by now President, National President Monique Berry. At the time, in 2006, she was president-elect for the Philadelphia chapter. Monique and I have a personal relationship. We both worked at Vanguard, and she was aware of my insanity, and so she wanted to channel my insanity to help grow BDPA. And the reason I say insanity, because during Monique and I's friendship, I was working at Vanguard full-time. I was working on my master's full-time. 
I was studying for the LSAT, and I was working part-time at a car dealership. So she knew I had this type A personality. I had just completed my MBA, and I had all this energy. So she tapped into that, and that's how I became familiar with BDPA, and um, through meeting with Curtis Jenkins and attending my first conference, the one that was in Washington, D.C., I fell in love with the mission, and I truly believe that what we do um, is good work. And so that's why I do it daily. (laughs) Mm. It's it's more like my full-time job than my full-time job. I can attest to that because I'm an early morning person, so I get up at 4 a.m. And I see that you're on Facebook, the BDPA section, you know, communicating, emails, on the BDPA website. So I know that um, you have an entrepreneurial spirit, kind of the eat it, live it, sleep it, dream it, um, make it happen around BDPA and really applaud that energy, which is absolutely critical as a leader to um, motivate people, attract them, and and help them live the mission of the organization. So that's a a great story. And a lot of people um, are brought into BDPA through a friend. Now, the Philadelphia chapter is a really large chapter. Um, It's one of the nation's largest chapters. So in stepping into this role, um, how did you navigate the process and, you know, how did you build on previous accomplishments and sort of establish your own vision for the chapter? You know, and I'm going to be honest with this because I'm not sure. For the people in BDPA who know me, they probably won't believe it. I was nervous. Uh, to to come into BDPA Philadelphia, the founding chapter, um, to have four national championships. You know, I had some really large shoes to fill, fill, and so I, I was extremely, extremely nervous. And I, you know, I wanted to make sure that I left a legacy uh, as positive as the presidents before me. So what I did was, I really, before I even decided to run for president, uh, you know, I had active conversations with BDPA leadership. I talked to Mr. Pace. I actually called him. And, and told him I was interested in being president, and he gave me advice. Wayne Hicks was also instrumental in providing advice. Milt Haynes, the current CIO of National BDPA, who was also national president. And I reached out to local chapter presidents, um, immediate past presidents. Uh, at that time was Curtis Jenkins. You know, I talked to Ms. Barry, Hayward West, Ron Curated, Howard James, all of these people, I went to them and I said, look, this is what I want to do. How can I be successful? And do I have your support? And I have to tell you, Fran, if it wasn't for all those people, uh, you know, Philadelphia wouldn't be moving forward. They come when I call and they deliver excellence as they had done in their, in their time when they led Philadelphia. Wow. Mark of a leader. And I, I, I suspect there's some tie-in to your preparation um, and research and follow-through and relationship to relationship building to many of the comments that Preston shared um, within his journey. Those are two powerful questions. How can I be successful? And do I have your support? And, and, and what does that look like? Um, share with us kind of exactly what were some of the things that people said in terms of how could you be successful? Because I imagine um, there are 
future leaders out there, listeners who are members and who may be active um, as a volunteer on a particular project and maybe say, you know, I might want to be vice president or I might want to be president of the chapter or I might want to lead a specific project, but I don't know how to go about it. So what were the sort of elements of how to be successful that some of those great leaders shared? Well, I'm going to be honest again, and, and just in case Curtis Jenkins is listening, on my first project, I, you know, <laughs> we disagreed. You know, he said I failed, and, and I didn't feel I did. But I think that helped me because I truly, truly value Curtis's opinion, and he was an awesome president. And so, you know, any time in my head when I'm doing work for BDPA, when I'm out sharing the story, I always have Curtis in my head, you know, saying, don't fail, don't fail, don't fail. So I think it's important that you find mentors and that you're honest with them about your strengths and your weaknesses so they can help build on those, you know, opportunity areas. I What I did, which I think really helped me in my success, is I really shadowed um, the current President Monique Berry for a year and a half. You know, I was able, um, and she was kind enough to let me follow her. So I was able to attend national board meetings. I went up and down the East Coast and visited other chapters. So I had an understanding, at least I thought I did, of what the president role would be. And I wanted to also strengthen myself. I had not had the opportunity to lead a team. You know, I was very successful in corporate America as an individual contributor. But one of the observations that I got from recruiters was that I had not led a team, and I thought this is a wonderful opportunity, a safe um, environment to learn how to be a leader. And like I said, all those people that I named before, including um, the current president of G.C. Perry Carter and immediate past president Charlie Perkins, they all have, you know, shared with me what they've done well and so that I can implement and take what they've done well and, and make it work for the Philadelphia area. And I, so that's what I would encourage leaders to do. You know, reach out to those before you. We're IT organization. You know, don't reinvent the wheel. There there are just so many talented people, so many influential people in our organization. You know, use them. And everyone's friendly and everyone's helpful. I, no one will ever tell you no. And so that's that's mm-hmm. what I would encourage any new leader to do, is, is to reach out to those that were before them. Well, you know, that sounds so appropriate, uh, coming from Philadelphia, city of brotherly love and sisterly affection. <laughs> um, <laughs> so that, that was partially, I mean, it was kind of February stuff, but it was also building on the BDPA love and the Philadelphia love. And um, that, that whole concept of support, um, the uh, you used uh, the, the phrase being honest about your strengths and weaknesses, finding a mentor, that sense of guidance. Um, So given that you laid the foundation and tapped into the strength of others, what are some of the major accomplishments that, you know, you're proud of around the Philadelphia chapter? Absolutely. So I'm going to do three. I think what Philadelphia does better than any other uh, chapter is that we provide the most dynamic and diverse programs and workshops. So every, we offer program meetings every month, it's, and we're very thankful that Cigna has offered us a space to do that. And what's truly, truly amazing about it is that a member may have 
walked away for a while, but they know to come to Cigna the third Wednesday of the month, and they will, you know, be inspired and, and be educated on what's new and exciting in technology. So I think we do that better than any other chapter. And, for example, this month alone in February, you know, we do the first or second Friday of the month, we do a Friday night um, networking. So um, we encourage IT and business professionals to come out and meet with us in a very, um, you know, social environment. Then this month we also partnered with Nesby uh, in Philadelphia with Google. So Google came out and they talked about career opportunities that they had on the East Coast. For Martin Luther King's, um, for Black History Month, we had a play, which we also co-sponsored with Nesby, um, that talked about what happened to Martin Luther King after his I Had a Dream speech. And then for Black Family Technology Awareness Week, we had Paul Wright from Comcast come out and talk to us about cyberbullying. So what we try to do is, is well, what we do, I think what we do is extremely well, is we find out what our members want to learn about, and we provide them dynamic program meetings. The second accomplishment is our corporate advisory council uh corporate advisory council which was started by Curtis Jenkins during his presidency. We have the most influential leaders, CIO directors who come meet with us quarterly and give us advice on how to build a chapter, how to brand the chapter, and they also provide um you know when they can in kind and financial support. And thirdly, which everyone here in Philadelphia knows is my passion, is our youth technology program. We are very blessed to have a technology center at DevRi, which you were kind enough to visit us on many occasions last year to talk to our students. But we are one of the only chapters that start as soon as October. We run anywhere from 30 to 44 weeks. Our goal is that these students will have the key um, understanding and get a passion for IT with the goal that they'll accept or choose IT as a career. And so that's what we do every Saturday at DeVry. And, you know, I think we're doing it well because most recently we were um, reached out by the local media, CBS3. They have a segment called Brotherly Love where they talk to organizations who volunteer, and they were just so inspired by what we do with the young people. And they came out and talked to us, and it was just, it was good for them, and it's been, you know, the best press that Philadelphia has has had in a long time. I'm getting calls from all over the city, emails from all over the city, people asking about BDPA, asking about this program. And I just think it's a testament to um, the leaders in Philadelphia and what we what we do. Wow, that is really inspiring. That is, that is really great. So, what's next? I mean, um, you know, Christine was talking about building, you know, enterprises, helping small businesses grow. Um, BDPA is an organization, and clearly Philadelphia has, uh, you know, as you said, you've built on the strengths and the accomplishments of past presidents, you're creating some of the stones. And what's next for growing the BDPA finance in Philadelphia? Well, we're definitely um, accepted the challenge from the national president and the incoming national vice president of membership and to grow membership. So we're doing that by really aggressively reaching out to our college students. We just had a meeting at Drexel University with um, their Ascend group and talk to them about the benefits of membership. 
so that's the, the, what we're going to do. So we're looking at Penn. We already have strong relationships at Pierce, DeVry, and Temple University. But Philadelphia being the city with the second largest amount of college students, we have an active audience that, that we really need to grasp and share the BDPA story and show them the value. The second thing that I'm working on or that we're working on is, is for our professionals. A lot of them call me and say, Eileen, what, what is the value for us? So I'm working with um, key leaders to begin training programs at Pierce College. Pierce College has offered us space um, for 30 people. And, and so if anyone is interested in teaching a course, please reach out to me at president at bdpaphilly.org. And I know we're going to start with security classes in the next coming weeks. And I would also like to try to work with PMP to get, you know, credits for our program meetings. I think um, that would add the extra layer of value for our members. And lastly, I think what we really want is the national championship for the high school computer competition. It is the mm -hmm. only uh, trophy Philadelphia <laughs> hasn't brought home, so it is very near and dear uh, to my heart. So <laughs> before I truly and walk you're gonna away. you're going to try to take it? You're going to try to take it in D.C.? We have been working aggressively since October. I understand we are well positioned uh, to take it in D.C. I'm there every Saturday, so um, we're focused. Um, the students are engaged. They're excited. Um, we are very blessed to have uh, Logan and Matthew um, Murphy, who are Temple students, who teach these students every day. So what's awesome about having college students teach the young people is, one, they're closer to the age, and these guys – know where the technology is right now. So these kids are learning real, they're getting real information right now, and, and they love it. So I, I think mm -hmm. I think we're going to do well. I, I see a top five. Good, good. I see a top okay. five. You heard it here on the radio, everyone. Top five. Excellent, excellent. I, I love the challenge. I love the challenge. So that's, that's terrific. And, of course, I am super supportive of the Philadelphia chapter. And I, I love the way that many of the chats across the nation have really developed relationships um, with other organizations you mentioned, um, with colleges and universities, and um, have found creative ways to get people involved. Uh, I, I know that uh, a few months ago, one of our guests was talking about of college students being part of the BDPA membership, and uh, I personally have the challenge of sponsoring uh, 10 college students, so it's very exciting to see um, younger people involved in BDPA uh, sharing the values because it's about and adding extra energy, which just leads me to, to another question. BDPA is a volunteer organization, uh, so... As a chapter president, what are some of the best practices that you use to attract, uh, retain, and grow volunteers? Because you have other alternatives. Right. I think it takes two things. It takes passion and it takes value. So people, if you're excited about your organization, people will feel that, and, and people want to be a part of something that's exciting. And so many people tell me, you know, when, when I talk to them about BDPA, when I talk about the work that we do, I talk about the benefits of service, they want to be a part of that. And and, and over my presidency and even during my president-elect, no one has ever said, no, Eileen, we won't help you. And the second thing 
and Preston talked to it too, you need to show value. So, you know, when you're talking to people about BDPA, learn what's important to them and then show them how BDPA can help them accomplish that. You know, some of our corporate sponsors are very interested in the college students and, and, and high school student programs. And some of our sponsors are very interested in the professionals. So what I do is I find out what interests them. And then I show them how BDPA helps them solve their business problems or their goodwill challenges, whatever they want to do. And I think if you show them value and you deliver on your promises that you will grow membership and that people will stay with BDPA and they'll bring more people with them. And that's how we've been successful here in Philadelphia. We have about six corporate sponsors, but, you know, we have hundreds of corporate supporters. The city of Philadelphia's mayor's office, the school district of Philadelphia. Um, there are just so many people, the United Way, uh, there are just so many people that want to help us. It's just unbelievable. It's just unbelievable the amount of support that we get here in Philadelphia. Now that, you know, I mean, I'm going to pause for a moment, and I'm not sure if that's still on the line. Christian, are you still on the line? Emeraldo, is Christian still on the line? Okay, he made it. Uh, he made it last night. Yeah, Preston, Preston is still on the line. Okay, I'm still here. Excellent. Okay, excellent. Preston, I was wondering, uh, since you I can, I can barely hear uh, you, though, okay. Fran. I'm sorry. I don't, I don't know. Uh, yeah, Fran, you're breaking okay. up a little bit. Adjust your mic. Oh, okay. Okay, thanks. So is that okay. better? Okay. A little. So, Preston, I was, I was, I was wondering to Eileen's last point, um, whether your perspective uh, in relation to Eileen's last point around uh, showing value and delivering on the promise, you know, as a, as a corporate representative. I, I'm sorry, I didn't hear the question. Oh, oh, um, so I had asked uh, Eileen, how does, what are some of the best practices for attracting and retaining and growing volunteers? And she said passion. And then also showing value and delivering on promises. Yep. And I just wondered from a corporate perspective and also an entrepreneurial perspective, um, how does that, you know, sound to you and, and based on your experience with BDPA, what were your thoughts? I, I will tell you it, it's right in alignment. Um, I mean, it's uh, as I was looking to as I was actually summarizing some of my talk earlier, uh, passion was the last thing I had on there, and I just didn't get to it. But I absolutely agree in, in showing the passion in everything that you in, that you do. Um, and I look at you know your career, uh, anyone's career, or you know if, whether you're in a large corporation or if you're in a small company or if you're just a student at a university doesn't really matter. Uh, one of my advices to, to anyone is to always pursue your passion, your love for what you want to do, because that's always going to tend to bring out the best of what you have to offer. Um, it will bring out the best, best in your attitude. It will bring out the best um, in terms of your commitment. It will bring out the best in terms of, your, of you know, really uh, delivering or wanting to deliver on that. 
And as you're talking with people, and I think I didn't mention this earlier, as you're talking with people, um, you, you don't have to act, right? You, you just be yourself and stay true to yourself around that passion uh, of what you want to do and what you want to, you know, what you're trying to um, achieve. And, and, and people will align with you, whether you, you're a passionate leader people will follow you. If you're a passionate uh, uh, contributor, then people will want to join and, and, and contribute along with you. Um, if you're an entrepreneur, and then there's also a, a new vocabulary word that I picked up over the last couple of years uh, called intrapreneur. An entrepreneur is someone who's really showing entrepreneurial spirit within a large corporate entity or a large organization. So likewise, as an entrepreneur, um, you know, it's always about being passionate about your, you know, your, your dream or what you want to go and accomplish. And what I find about most entrepreneurs is, you know, they have that passion. They also have that persistence. And the, the, the word uh, no does not really exist in their vocabulary. Um, and, and so they go all out and they go try to achieve what they want to um, accomplish. And in all that they do, they build this real strong, amazing network of people who believe in what they uh, want to accomplish and want to be able to contribute to that success. So I absolutely agree with the passion, and uh, that, that actually is the, the main driver behind, you know, what you bring every day. Wow. Well, I need, you know, I wrap up Okay, Fran, you're fading off again. Um, yeah, I can't hear sorry. Fran at all. Sorry. Okay, no, no problem. Okay, so better I mean, now. Thank you. I mean, if you'll share a final thought as we wrap up the show, um, and perhaps you can even reference the national conference and, um, you know, what's happening as it relates to the chapter with that. Sure, absolutely. I mean, first and foremost, you know, I want to thank everyone for the opportunity to serve. It has been a phenomenal experience for me. I have learned so much. It has given me the opportunity to practice you know, not just being a leader, but, you know, running a business, being chapter president is running a business for anyone who is considering it. You have taxes, you have marketing, you have all those things. And so, you know, it allowed me to to get real-life experience. And so for that, you know, I'm truly thankful. In terms of the national conference, it's a must-attend event. You know, I've been to a couple of national conferences. I've been to the National Black MBA Conference. And, you know, what I love about BDPA it, it's it's like a family reunion. You know, everyone there is open. They want to share ideas. They want to network. They want to help you succeed, whether you're a college student or a high school student or a professional. And, you know, take the four days. Come out and, and fellowship and network with us. Like I said, my first conference was in D.C. It was amazing. And, um, you know, it, and it's also, you know, one thing about the BDPA membership, which I tell people, it's an active membership. You have to come out and you have to participate. You have to, you know, be engaged and be engaging. And 
anything that you want of it will will come to you from it. So definitely come join us for the national conference. I know that we have selected the golf event is going to be at the presidential. I know that Roland Martin is going to be a keynote speaker. So uh, Miss Barry and her team, they're doing a phenomenal job to give us a world-class event. So definitely put it on your calendar. I will be there. And you want to see me win my national championship. <laughs> ah, I love it. I love it. That was smooth. That was very smooth. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? I absolutely believe her. So nobody else can convince me otherwise that she will not win. So I'm I'm right behind her 100%. Preston, when you win, you come up on the podium and take a picture with us, okay? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Showing the love, the BDPA love, passion passion, persistence, and uh, clearly you've got that vision so you're working toward it. And it's all in alignment because it's about the kids and it's about um, involving the volunteers. And what is our mission and vision at PDPA from the classroom to the boardroom? So this is one of the ways that we make it happen. You know, I I really want to thank you, Preston James II and Eileen Gadsden, for being guests on our show tonight. And thank you, Everaldo, for working the virtual electronic board and keeping us on track. It has really been a pleasure as you shared your stories and look forward to you joining us again. So um, Everaldo is going to play the outro music, and we're going to wrap up tonight's show. Please join us at www.blogtalkradio.com slash BDPA the second and the fourth Tuesday of every month from 8.30 to 9.30. This is Fran McNeil, your host for BDPAI Radio. Have a great evening. Good night, everyone. Good night. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. BBPAI Radio, linking business, education, and technology, showcases IT entrepreneurs, technology experts, computer science academics, and people with a passion for educating our young people in science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. BBPAI Radio Show is a regular exchange for BBPA members, sponsors, entrepreneurs, educational institutions, and the black community. BBPAI Radio guests link the diverse worlds of business, education, and technology.